the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to the cross of Christ, just exactly what storyline are we looking at? I mean, what is the cross of Christ all about? Well, today, here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, we'll explore the answer to that question as we turn our attention once again to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Welcome. This is Study Verse by Verse from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. As mentioned, Pastor Leighton Sheely is taking us verse by verse through this amazing book called 1 Corinthians. And today, we turn our attention to the message of the cross as we begin to understand that apart from God's grace and mercy through His Holy Spirit, it's foolishness. With more, here's Pastor Leighton Sheely on today's program. I'm going to say that the Church of Corinth lived in the midst of a wicked and decadent, violent, hedonistic, and yet still prosperous community. And so oftentimes those new church members would struggle to overcome the influences of the culture around them and to rise in standards of conduct to those that should reflect a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so Paul wrote this letter to give guidance to Christians on how to live in the midst of a godless society. There are a lot of problems in that church. In fact, there's a lot of problems in every church, uh, right from the very first church that was under the original apostles. And so last week we looked at the the very first problem that the apostle Paul addressed, that of the divisions in the church that were revolving around four very gifted church leaders. And although the leaders had done nothing to provoke the activity, each fan club, because that's really what they were, Uh, took an unhealthy pride in their favorite church leader, and that led to divisions in the church. Paul said, since Christ is one, his body is also one, and so there should be no divisions in the church. Verse 13, has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. Well, evidently, these arguments between the faction of who, which leader was better, were even spilling over into the area of who baptized whom. And so you must have had some believers in Corinth saying things like, I got baptized by Paul. Who did you get baptized by? And uh, Paul clarifies it really doesn't matter who baptized you, who got you wet. What really matters is who you were baptized into. And as believers, as Jesus Christ, we need to be baptized into Jesus. And sometimes people can still do that. You know who prayed for me this morning? Pastor so-and-so. You know, it's not Pastor so-and-so or Elder so-and-so that answers your prayers. It's the Lord that answers your prayers. It doesn't matter who prayed for you. As long as we're praying to the Lord and He's hearing our prayers and He's answering it. So even this matter of baptism had become a point of contention in the church. And, and so uh, we, we dealt with the, the subject of baptism in greater detail earlier in this series. It was the third uh, message of the series back in fall. So we'll, we'll continue on at this time. Um, 
And so he, Paul, Paul clarifies who he baptized. He says, I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. Uh, for now, no one can say they were baptized in my name. For now. That last sentence is really interesting. For now, nobody can say they were baptized in my name. So evidently he heard that back in Corinth there were people going around saying, Hey, I got baptized by Paul. And we got back to Paul and said, Paul, I didn't. No, I didn't baptize them. What's that all about? So Paul wanted to set this record straight. These are the people who I baptized. And, and then you'll notice this next verse, verse 16. It says, oh, yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanas, but I don't remember baptizing anyone else. You see that verse? In many translations, that's in parenthesis. It's like a parenthetical statement. It's like an afterthought. It's like Paul was going to, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, yes, I remember I did baptize the household of Stephanas. Um, but outside of that, I can't remember anyone. And that, outside of that, I can't remember anyone, gives us an interesting insight into the inspiration of Holy Scripture. You see, when a writer is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that does not mean that they are omniscient, that they know everything. Only God knows everything. Writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit means that what they have written is accurate. It's what God wanted written. And secondly, that God wants His church to receive that message. It's, it's intended for general distribution. So it means that what they have written is accurate. Well, how accurate can we depend on the Scriptures? Well, I think Jesus Himself gives us an example because one time He was asked some questions about uh, the life after death. And what Jesus did is he referred to the Scriptures is, is how he, he answered these kinds of questions. And, of course, that would have been the Old Testament because the New Testament had not been written. And uh, the passage that he refers to is uh, a passage where it says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, when that passage was written, it was centuries after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had passed away. So if there was no life after death, in other words, if they had ceased to exist, then proper English would have been, I was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the fact that the Bible records centuries after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were no longer walking on this earth, God's saying, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that means that they still exist we just no longer see them. And so you can see by this illustration of Jesus using an Old Testament, even the verb tense was approved by God. Now, that doesn't mean that everything a writer of a New Testament book wrote is inspired by God and or intended for general distribution. For instance, if you were to look in this book, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, you'll find Paul writes... When I wrote to you before, so we call this book 1 Corinthians, but this is not the first time Paul wrote a letter. He references in this letter that he wrote a letter before, and we don't have that. So really, 1 Corinthians is 2 Corinthians, or 3 Corinthians. We don't know, but we know there was somewhere a 1st first, 1st Corinthians. Now, we don't have the 1st first, 1st Corinthians. Why don't we have the 1st first, 1st Corinthians? Well, probably because of one of two reasons. 
The first reason is that when Paul wrote that, 1 Corinthians, it was not under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit said, I didn't write that, we're not including it in the Bible. A second possibility is that Paul indeed did write that letter under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but it was not intended for general distribution. It wasn't intended for us. It was intended for a specific recipient, and that specific recipient received it. Now, if the Lord should tarry, perhaps sometime this year we can look at how the books of the Bible were chosen and compiled. It's a process called canonization. It would be very good for us as a congregation to know how the books of the Bible ended up in the Bible. Continuing on, verse 17. For Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever speech, for fear that the the cross of Christ would lose its power. Paul had a laser-precise vision for ministry. And when the Jews rejected, rejected Jesus Christ as the Messiah, he turned his attention to the Gentiles. And although he did baptize, that was not his primary calling. His primary calling was preaching. And Paul was even very particular and specific about his preaching. You see, he was not interested in impressing people with clever speech. Now, only a few miles from Corinth was Athens. And both Corinth and Athens had more than their fair share of clever orators. But Paul preached the simplicity of the gospel message. And the power of that message was by the work of God's Spirit. Verse 18, The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. You know, when God came to earth, he didn't come in a manner that most people would expect. And when we tell people that have not heard about Jesus Christ that the God of the universe, the God who created the universe, was born as a baby, as a helpless baby, to a virgin, and raised in a poor peasant home, was never known for writing a book or leading an army or commanding an empire. He was killed between two criminals by a means of torture that is one that is perhaps unparalleled in human history, just in order to satisfy his own sense of justice, God's own sense of justice. That just doesn't make any sense to them. It's foolishness. Why would a God go to all of that trouble to allow himself to be tortured and killed when he, as prosecuting attorney, defense attorney, judge, and jury, if he wanted to save mankind, all he needed to do was dismiss the case? Foolishness. Nonsense. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. One man dying on one cross among so many, on a nondescript hill among so many in the far corner of the earth, would determine the destiny of every person who ever lived. Seems stupid. I mean, there's no place there for man's effort, man's accomplishments, man's merit, his attainment, his understanding. There's no space for man's pride. Paul says the word of the cross is foolishness. Greek word there is Moriah. 
It's the word from which we get moron. It's moronic. Have you ever sat across from somebody trying to tell them about the story of the cross and Jesus Christ, and they look at you like you're a moron? It's, going, it's been going on for 2,000 years. Paul says the word of the cross is foolishness. It's moronic. It's nonsense to unbelievers who depend on their own wisdom, to those who are perishing. And that to those who are perishing is a description of what's going to happen to those who reject Jesus Christ. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. You see, the message of the cross reveals the power of God to meet both his requirements for justice, because God is a just God, and his requirement for mercy, because God is a merciful God. He is indeed a merciful God. And that is what we are learning when we begin to understand the message of the cross as found here in 1 Corinthians. Thank you for joining us today here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. If you have questions about our program, if you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, we invite you to visit our website. All the information you need is right there, highlands.us. Again, highlands.us. And then tomorrow, we're back here in 1 Corinthians looking once again at the message of the cross. Join us then for study verse by verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Until tomorrow, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.